Let's Get Down to Business is a production of Money Honey Media. All advice discussed in this production is general in nature and should not be applied to your personal circumstances without first consulting the advice of a tax professional. Welcome to Let's Get Down to Business. I'm Jay McCauley. Today is the 1st of July, which means we're in a new financial year. To me, it's the great time of year because first of all, our work's all about to start again, but it's like opening a fresh page of a new book and having a clean slate and we can all start to make our plans become realities. We can do things differently. It's just like that line in the sand that we draw and we can start to do things all over again. So personally, for me, 1st of July this year is going to be a bit of, there's a bit of a change happening in my business. So for those of you who know me, uh, I've been in partnership at Jigsaw Tax and Advisory now for over five years or for about five years. And my business partner, Michael Konoszewski, has decided to split from the firm. So our Canberra office is closing effective today and the staff and the clients who deal with the Canberra office are moving over to a new firm with Michael. This means I'm now the principal of Jigsaw Accounting and Tax. Oh, actually, we used to be called that. The principal of Jigsaw Tax and Advisory. Uh, and I'm, you know, quite excited about what the future holds with that. The staff have mostly stayed with me, uh, except for the staff that are based in Canberra. So I have a nice team of about 12 staff members. I think that's what it worked out to be, who, uh, will, who are still there. It's going to be business as usual. Uh, I'm excited because everyone is so enthusiastic about this change. And I really wish Michael all the best because I know this is a really big deal for him to go out into a different environment and try something new. So for the clients who are leaving us, you know, I wish you all the best of luck and I'm sure Michael will do fabulous things out there. So what's different this year on the 1st of July? Not that much, really. I think the big ticket item for most of us is that superannuation has changed. So it has now gone from 9.5% to 10%. If you're using a program like MYRB, you probably need to just confirm that your superannuation has updated um, or you have updated that rate. We will certainly be trying to check our clients to make sure that that has happened. If you're using zero and you have elected to have your superannuation calculated based on the statutory rate, it should automatically update for you. If you are an employer, it's time for you to finalise your payroll for the last financial year uh, using single touch payroll. So if you're not sure how to do that, you probably need to have a bit of a read on that on your um, on your program that you're using of choice. So probably zero or MYB or potentially QuickBooks. It shouldn't be too difficult and uh, you just need to effectively tell the ATO that what you've paid is what you're intending to pay for the year and that there will be no more pay from there. Uh, You also need to make sure that what you're telling the ATO agrees with what you've actually paid people. So have a bit of a look at that. Uh, And then other than that, there is not that many changes happening for this new financial year. There are a couple of things that were slated in the budget, but some of those have and haven't passed through Parliament yet. And I guess just stay in contact if there's things that we think might be of benefit to you. I'm sure we'll be passing those on to you. Now, if you're like 
probably most of the country, you're currently sitting in some form of lockdown or some form of restrictions uh, due to another COVID outbreak. And this Delta variant does seem to be causing a great deal of havoc. So my, my, um, my producer, Joel, thought it'd be a really good time for me just to go through the home office expenses again um, so that those of you who are working from home, as our whole most of our team is at the moment, uh, are quite aware of what they can and can't claim. Now, I, I just want to say that the there is a, a method that's like a quick and dirty method that was brought in for COVID. That technically was meant to finish yesterday. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's extended uh, for another year. So I, I think we probably assume that it will be at this stage. And uh, I'll talk through that in a minute. But just at the, I'm just saying at the moment, as I'm recording this, I can't guarantee that that 80 cent rate is going to be available in the new financial year because it's not legislated to be available. But my guess is that will just change that because it was a temporary measure brought in for COVID. So if you're like me and you're working from home, we have a couple of methods that we can use to calculate what we how we claim our home office. Now, the one that most people tend to be using is what's called the fixed rate method. And this has been available not just for COVID. This has been always available. Um, and the fixed rate at the moment is 52 cents for every hour that you work from home. Now, the idea of the fixed rate is that it's it's meant to encompass it, like bring into things such as electricity and gas, um, the fact that you have some potentially some um, home office furniture that may be depreciating and just general running of that home office. So it, it's not really anticipated to, you know, take into account that you might have other things that you're using to operate that home office. It's just the fact that you have that home office and that there is some cost involved in having that available for you to use. It's um, it's meant to be a dedicated working space, however. So for you to be claiming the fixed rate method, you should have a space of your home that is always your home office, which means if you're using the kitchen table or um, sitting on your bed doing your work, technically that's not a home office. And I know with COVID, a lot of people who had not previously worked from home have had to do that. So in that circumstance, they really should be using the temporary uh, increased rate that um, I'll talk about in a second. So just be careful of that. How do we calculate how many hours we're using? Well, it, you really should have some sort of diary. Um, so either you keep a diary all the time to work out how many hours you spend in the home office, or if you want, you can actually just keep a, a diary for a four-week period, and that as long as that's representing of what you would normally do. So obviously with COVID, things might have changed. So if you happen to spend four weeks working almost entirely from home and you keep that diary for that and then you go back to the office, clearly that that diary is not going to be representing representative of what you've done for the full year. So you would really need to have another diary. And you can have jump around, like it can jump around. So for some people who have worked from home, it's really just a case of going, well, I work 38 hours a week and I work from home for five weeks of the year. And that's how I've calculated that, that period. 
But for some people, they do work from home on a very typical basis, whether it's COVID or not. Um, They may do work after hours. They may do a, a day or two a week from home. And so they just need to keep that diary. So they've got some method to show the ATO if they were to come and ask for that. Okay, if you are doing that, though, you can then separately claim things such as your phone, your internet, uh, the consumables and stationery that you might be buying, so your ink, printer ink or your paper, and also a decline in value for the equipment that you have, such as phones, computers, and laptops. The $0.52 cents an hour does include decline in in value for your furnishings so they should be they're different to the equipment so just keep that in mind so if you do go and buy yourself a new desk or a new um, a bookcase or something like that then technically if you're claiming the 52 cent rate you shouldn't be also claiming that as a depreciating item but just be aware of that but something like a phone or a computer um, or a printer that that's different they can be deducted now, we're talking here for people who are employees, so not necessarily for a business owner. So if you are an employee, I know that there's an unlimited write-off of uh, assets at the moment, but not for employees. So if the asset is more than $300, it will need to be depreciated. If it's less than $300, you don't have to depreciate that. You can write it off straight away. So what do you need to keep? Well, you need to have some receipts. And a lot of people think that they don't need to have receipts. But believe me, it's really, really important that you have some receipts so that if the ATO come and ask, then you can actually show them how you have calculated this and prove that you actually spent the money. Phone accounts are obviously something that people will be trying to claim, particularly with their mobile phone. Uh, I would suggest that you have a look at your bills and try and work out looking at the phone calls that are coming in and out on your phone bills, how much of that you would consider to be work-related and not work-related and do a percentage. You could probably, again, stick with that four-week period if you wanted to to get a pretty good representative idea of of that. And um, just, I guess... I know it's hard because you're paying the phone bill whether you're using it or not and you might be using your phone also for things such as you might be tethering off your phone or you might be using it to look stuff up. So I I think the important thing is that the ATO know that your phone is not likely to be 100% business use. So I would always hesitate to be claiming 100% of your mobile phone because otherwise it's pretty obvious that people do use their phones for other things unless you have a separate phone that is purely work-related and or and another one that's purely, you know, not work-related. Um, you also can, in your diary, keep evidence, obviously, of what your working from home patterns are. But if you do have some small expenses that are, say, less than $10, you can actually just write those down. Uh, But again, they can't total more than $200. So just be careful of that. The diary should also give you an idea of the work-related internet use. Again, I really have no idea how to actually calculate that, even though, and the ATO don't really give us guidelines on it. But again, I would say be careful. 100% work-related internet use is not going to cut it. Uh, They do come and ask you what else you have going on in your house. Do you have other members in your house? Do you have Netflix and Stan subscriptions? And uh, they would expect that you would have at least some percentage of private use on your internet. 
And if you are claiming depreciation on assets, you have to also keep a track of how much time you would actually spend using those exclusively for work as opposed to using them for, you know, other stuff. Before we go into the shortcut method, I just also want to say that the ATO have actually put some guidelines on what you can't claim uh, when we're talking about the other expenses for the home office. And some of the things that they've said that you can't claim are coffee, tea, milk, and other general household items that your employee may provide at work. So don't think that buying a new coffee machine is going to mean that you can claim that as a tax deduction. It specifically says you can't claim for coffee, tea, and milk. Uh, for your children and their education, including setting them up online learning, for online learning, teaching them at home or buying equipment such as iPads and desks. So I know a lot of you have been teaching your children at home, but unfortunately they're not tax deductible and neither is the stuff involved in teaching them how to be, you know, how to, well, basically teaching them. Um, Anything that your employee pays for and and or and already pays you for as an expense. So I know a lot of people out there have had um, money paid by their employer to set up their home office. So if they have given you some money to go and buy a new uh, office chair or buy a new laptop or something like that, or pay you some money towards the home office use, you obviously can't claim that as an expense if they've actually reimbursed you for that that expense and also you can't claim for depreciation on anything that your employer has provided such as a laptop or a phone which kind of makes sense because it's not yours in the in the first instance um, also it says here generally employees cannot claim occupancy expenses such as rent mortgage interest right water and rates so just be mindful of that i know some people do try to claim those things and they are available. There is a method, an actual actual cost method that is available that you can use for home office expenses. But to do that, they would really anticipate that you're using your home office on a much larger scale than just doing a little bit of work from home. It's really mainly used if you were really running your business out of the out of the home office. So uh, just there, we won't really talk too much about that today. But it is available for those of you who are using a significant part of your house to operate a business or or work from home but in a very large capacity. All right, so the shortcut method, that's the one that we've had as a temporary COVID measure and it's actually really only around from the 1st of March 2020 to the 30th of June 2021 as in yesterday. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if that gets extended given that nearly, I believe, over half of Australia are now in lockdown and we are often working from home. So what the shortcut method is, is we've got to have the same proof as we had on all the other things. So we still have to have a diary of how many hours that we've been working from home. But it's designed for those of us who probably may only work from home a little bit, uh, not normally, and may not have a dedicated home office space either. So uh, for like a lot of people being sitting at their home desks, oh, sorry, at their kitchen tables or in their lounge rooms because they really don't have anywhere else to work. And the shortcut method is for 80 cents per hour. And once you claim that method, it basically includes everything. So you can't then go and claim intro, uh, sorry, you can't then go and claim, not electricity, you can't then go and claim internet and uh, printing and stationery or mobile phones or anything like that it's just purely the fact that you've been working from home and that there is an acknowledgement for that cost 
Now, it could be that for some of us, it's worth using that for a period of time and also using the 52 cent rate that method. So talk to your accountant, have a think about it and see how it works. But just be careful. Obviously, if you're claiming the 80 cent per hour for a period of time, you can't also claim your internet or mobile phone during that time as well. Hopefully that's helped explain that to you. Um, I, I do urge you to make sure you have some sort of record of, of what you've done. And uh, I think the ATO probably will keep a pretty good eye on this. There are some people who may be claiming home office, which clearly wouldn't be working from home. And it's not just a give me that you can claim it. You do have to have evidence and uh, get that evidence and you should be fine. All right, well, Happy New Financial Year to all of you. I hope that it's a brilliant financial year for you. I know I'm excited about what this financial year holds. I think we've been through so many challenges over the last two financial years now uh, that it can only get better. Let's hope it gets better. But I also feel that we've become a really resilient bunch of people now. Like we can adapt to these changing events very quickly, you know, it was time to work from home the other day and, and everyone just sort of picked up their computers and went and is all we're all working from home. It's brilliant. So uh, and we we're all, you know, getting used to wearing our face masks and doing all the sorts of things and, and it's just becoming part of our everyday life. But when we look at the stock market, like the last year the stock market has increased by I think it was twenty nine percent. Like it's the economy is going quite well. There's quite a lot of jobs available out there um, although they may not be in the areas that you're particularly looking for but we're not going through probably the doom and gloom that we were thinking at the same time last year so congratulations on getting through another financial year get your tax returns sorted you don't have to rush into it uh, the ATO start processing individual tax returns on the 7th of July they won't start giving refunds until the 16th of July and so um, and in the meantime, all of the businesses will be putting up online the information about your wages and there'll be stuff coming from your healthcare funds, from your banks, for your interest, for your dividends. There's all that sort of information that has to get compiled with the ATO, which is why they don't really start processing anything for the first seven days. Uh, but I would generally suggest you give it till probably the end of July before you start looking at it unless you... I'm really sure that you've picked everything up that you possibly can. Be prudent with what you're claiming. Make sure you have receipts. Don't go over the top on any claims for laundry because um, they look at that for some reason. That's a bit of a bugbear for the ATO. Make sure that what you're claiming has been adjusted for any changes due to COVID. Uh, so if you're not driving around as much, make sure you're reflecting that in your claims. And yeah, let's get on with it. Thank you for listening to Let's Get Down to Business. I'd like to thank our producer, Joel Eshman, for his brilliant work. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also follow us on social media with uh, under the banners of Money Honey Media or Trady Wags or Jigsaw Tax and Advisory. Have a great week. Thank you.